the Intelligent Ones Football Show. Welcome in everyone to the 12th installment of the Intelligent Ones Football Show. Joining me as always, the man who needs no mention, the magnanimous, mesmerizing Mario Maki. What's up, Mar? D, what is going on, my guy? How you doing, bud? Wonderful. You know, I think both of us are pretty happy with our teams this week. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was nice seeing just Niners just absolutely destroy the Cardinals on the other side of the border. And in a, I know they said it was a Cardinals home game, but that was 100% a, <laughs> a Niners home game. I think it was 99.9% Niner fans. I think they showed one Cardinal fan on TV, and that was all I saw. And that guy wasn't even a Cardinal fan. He just liked the bird. I just doesn't the <laughs> that was funny. Doesn't the uh, wouldn't you think that the NFL would know this? Like they kind of feel like if you're a Cardinals fan or even a Cardinals player, you feel like you kind of got gypped. I mean, how do you not realize that Niners fans who are notoriously like they travel very well, regardless of where it is? I mean, and just historically speaking, I mean, the Niners have a way bigger following than than the Cardinals. I mean, you kind of you kind of just screwed the Cardinals out of a home game. Yeah, I feel like it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's it's the consequence you have to pay to have international games, but I'm sure they got some compensation off the field as well. Mexico probably had to pay a lot of money to get an NFL game out there. Oh, totally. Especially after so. the last time they tried to get it there and the grass was supposedly all jacked up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh I'd be surprised if the Cardinals continued to you know, be mad about something like that, something small like that. I think if it was in Arizona, it wouldn't have mattered. There'd still be a lot of Niner fans. No, definitely not. But, you know, I mean, it just, you get, you lose one home game. I mean, they're still going to get money from it, like from a franchise point of view. But when, you you know, it's described as like a technical, you know, and it's not like Germany, you know, it's not like it's far away. I mean, shit, Arizona, where they play in Arizona is closer to Mexico City than, you know, San Francisco. I mean, it's not, you know, not too far, but still, I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's not something to get crazy about. It was just something I was thinking about. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think it's fine. Whatever. Everybody's going to lose a home game here or there. And there's just there's like five five fan bases that just travel. Amazing. Right. You got the Niners, the Cowboys. I think the Patriots, the Browns and the Bills all travel pretty well. Yeah, I mean. Like you said, it wouldn't have mattered. Niners just beat the ever-living hell out of them. And your Cowboys just locked up the Minnesota Vikings and kept that whole offense at bay. I would be surprised if anybody had over 10 points, including Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he was he was bad. He barely had 100 passing yards. It made me feel so good. Yeah, but, so, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't even him. It was just every time he snapped the ball, the D-line was just literally in front of him. Couldn't do anything. I think we had the highest pressure rate in the NFL this season. Uh, we had seven sacks and then just so many, so many great things. And Diggs almost had a beautiful interception as well. But, you know, I uh, I just, uh, you know, what's really disappointing is the week before we played arguably a worse offense, definitely a worse offense, and we couldn't do anything on the defensive end. They, they put up 31 on us, the Green Bay Packers. And I was, was going like, to say, yeah. How are you? How are you able to just absolutely and it was like we we had some injuries in that game, which I'm sure whatever you can't adjust 
the game plan when you have three starters go out in that game, but right. still hurt. So, yeah, we'll I mean, see. that's what separates the really good teams from, you know, the great teams is consistency. Yeah. Anyway, what, a, um, what was your moment yeah, was, of the week? I was going to jump right into that. I'm going to go with the Colcomet catch. I don't know if you saw it. It was a one-handed grab. Just amazing. Like, reaches out way behind him, grabs the ball with one hand, takes an absolute shot, like does a ballerina spin while being hit, stays holding onto the ball, and just lands fine. You know, keeps the ball, no fumble. But great grab, great control to keep the ball after the hit. And he only had six and a half fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a, I, I did see that. I think I looked up from something and I was like, I was watching the slow-mo replay happen right in front of me, you know, on this, on the screen. And it was, holy smokes, man. That was, that was something. I mean, I don't know how big that dude's hands are, but <laughs> big enough to corral it with just one hand. It was, it was, yeah, very impressive. How about you? Was- what was your moment of the week? Uh, you know, and this is not picking on you. My moment of the week, it's more of like little moments of the week. I don't know why. I just think it's so like, what's, I I don't know how to put this universally just it. There's some cosmic thing going on when the Detroit lions, I think they must've got down at the one yard line four separate occasions. And I know that you were just absolutely just hating that because you were going up against not only Jamal Williams, but also DeAndre Swift. And I believe they had four touchdowns between them. I believe Williams had three and Swift had one. And it was just, you know, the first one it happens and you're like, all right, like this sucks. The second time you're, it happens, you're like, okay, enough. Like, no, I don't need any more of this. And then it happened the third time. <laughs> it was just like, dude, just... I, yeah, at that point, you just want the defense to just let him into the end zone. Just stop tackling him at the one. Just let him in. Yeah, I mean, that's all I was rooting for. That was the difference in our game. Each one was worth six points. I lost by seven. Um, you know, he had those big touchdowns. And, you know, I think the real reason I lost this week was was more my team just did decent, but just didn't do didn't do enough in the players I need. You know, I, we were talking about Lamar had been not m- the killer for me. Well, this week he was. He only had 15 points, and I know that's decent, I guess, for a quarterback. It's more than Russell Wilson put up, but I drafted him for a lot more against the Carolina team that just isn't scary. So just tough, and to see, yeah, like you said, three touchdowns. I mean, they put up 36 points combined. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams combined put up 36 points with four touchdowns. So that means that combined they scored 12 points without touchdown, six points apiece without a touchdown. It was just like, the coincidence. That's... It was just the coincidence of them going down at the one every single time. Like, you know, they yeah. got a, they caught a pass to the tight end. He would go down. They would call, threw it to the wide receiver. They would go down. Like, it's just, it was nuts. And like when it, when they got down, when it happened, you're like, Oh God, I, I know exactly how this is going to end up. They're going to give it to Williams and he's going to push through for a touchdown. And that's how it happened every time. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Anyway, uh, jumping into these matchup recap, uh, you know, I think we're going to start off with Dan versus Justin. Justin finally had a good week, and he lost by 20. He was uh, number four or five, I think, in scoring on the week, had 126 points. Very, very good week for him. 
and Dan was number one on the week. He had 147. You know, Kittle was the icing on the cake, but he didn't even need him to win the week. Yeah, uh, Dan, you know, to remedy what Dan's been saying, every week he's going up against the highest scorer. To remedy that, you just got to score more, and that's what he did this week. Yeah. As as for the uh, next matchup, we got Jordan and Dong. Um, Dong kind of putting up a couple stinkers in a row, and I think it's kind of coincided with Josh Allen's, like, very lackluster play. I think the the Buffalo Bills as a whole are, you know, they had a weird weekend. They're, they were snowed in supposed to have the home game then you get switched over to Detroit but you still can't get out of Buffalo until I believe it was like the night before if not the morning of um and yeah Jordan Jordan beat him 129 to 88 and man that was that was a drubbing I didn't see that coming yeah I you know I I did not I didn't see it being a blowout but I think when Jordan had uh you know the start that he had against dong uh, i forget who played on that uh thursday night game i think one of them played thursday night and he got enough and then he had the number one running back on the week and tony pollard who just absolutely balled out love to see it yeah but yeah i think dong's question the whole year has been you know he's gonna produce from his running backs but can his wide receivers produce and when they don't he loses and he put up the lowest score on the week by or second lowest by one point yeah, um, and, the- and you know it's crazy because he's got six people who six people who got double digits, but it's you know they weren't like they weren't just high scoring. They were literally you know between twelve and eighteen. That was it, yeah. and you're not going to win that way. Yeah, and then the uh, next matchup we had Alex taking on Curtis. Alex wanted to let everyone know that in both our leagues together, he has beaten Curtis all three times they have played. Uh, you know, Alex didn't do much. You know, Christian McCaffrey, okay, he was all right. But Damian Pierce, 3.7. You got to start to worry about him a little bit. Uh, CeeDee Lamb only had nine. Kurt's team just kind of fell apart. Uh, really bad performance from almost everyone on his team except for Ramondre Stevenson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Dak had a good game too, I guess. But, you know, 91 from Kurt, you're not going to see that very often. I think Alex got lucky in this matchup. And, uh, you know, winning with 99 the lowest winning score on the week so yeah both te- both teams at the top Kurt and Mike both um both having very underperforming weeks um yeah it, it's weird because you know I mean Cook's not going to put up seven every week Barkley's not going to put up five every week so I think they'll be able to bounce back but I think it was good for the group as a whole that both of the people at the top lost um kind of staves off elimination I believe Justin's the only team that is technically eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but yeah, keeps everybody close with both Kurt and Mike losing. Yeah, I think Jesse, or not, sorry, Justin is the only team that is mathematically eliminated. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you'll see, I think you'll see a little bit better weeks from, from both of these guys. And, you know, we thought this matchup might be a little more high scoring, but just overall, little disappointing from from both these teams and Alex squeaked out the W. Yeah, um them's the beans. Uh next matchup we got Justin ver or excuse me Jesse versus Christian. Um Christian came over with the dub. He had a very solid week. Derrick Henry did his thing on Thursday night against Green Bay. Uh David Montgomery had a solid game as he's the only uh he's the only running back going in there Hurts did his thing. Um 
And Chubbs didn't have a bad week, put up 106, just about 107, you know, carried by Mahomes and Kelsey again, that his team dies by Mahomes and Kelsey and his team uh, lives by Mahomes and Kelsey. And I, that's, it's going to be the same theme all season and uh, going forward. But Christian got a big dub and he's Christian still got a chance. He's not out of it. Not by a long shot. Yeah, I think he went up to a 15% chance to make the playoffs. You know, you win a couple games, you're in a good position. Um, our next matchup was you taking on Yvonne and you know, your team just had a down week, uh, Deontay Foreman, two points. I don't think you'll see that very often, but the, uh, Baltimore Ravens really made sure that they weren't going to get beat in the running game and let Baker Mayfield beat them, which everyone knows he can't do that. So that worked out. And then, uh, you know, just down weeks from a lot of guys, Rondale Moore getting hurt. Obviously, you weren't planning on that, but he finished with 0. 0.6. That's that's pretty bad. And Yvonne uh, had ne- a good negative, week. negative 0. 0.6. Sorry, minus 0. 0.6. Yeah. And Yvonne had a great week. You know, he could have started um, uh, Devontae Smith and his flex over Tony, which, you know, I probably would have gone Tony too with Juju and McCole Hardman being out, but that would have been another, what, 16 points or 13 points. So he would have finished well above 130 and almost to 140. and been the second highest score on the week but big win for Yvonne he absolutely needed it and this was something you didn't need but we'll see what happens going forward uh personally if you were to ask me um I think my season is done I don't have I don't have the depth at running back I have like a, I have some pieces but nothing that's gonna you know jump off the page um and losing I my entire process here has been to keep three receivers. I got rid of Evans. I got rid of Kirk and I needed those. And I, you know, I've been playing the hindsight game. What if I didn't get rid of them? What if I didn't get rid of them? But the pieces like, you know, DJ Moore helped me win a game one week. Um, Aaron Jones helped me win a game a couple weeks. So I can't really look at that saying like, Oh, if I would have kept him, I would have won. Cause I probably wouldn't be in this position um, if I had held on to him. But that injury to Rondell Moore, I think is going to be absolutely catastrophic for me. Um, I don't have a solid other receiver because DJ Moore, I'm praying to God, Sam Darnold, who is going to get the start this week can actually do something with DJ Moore because DJ Moore is incredibly talented and Baker Mayfield is absolutely God awful. Um, But yeah, if I, I'm, I think I'm putting the nail in the coffin on my season personally. I think the, the only reason I'll agree with you is because you're going to miss four guys to buys in really important weeks. Uh, yeah, week 14, I, I need the week before the playoffs. You're going to be missing our Aaron Jones and Chris Olave. So you're going to be starting, I, I assume, like Damian Harris and Kareem Hunt or Deontay Foreman, some mixture of that. And it's not it's going to hurt a lot to be missing. What's that like 20, 20 to 30 points, maybe even 40 if they have a good week. So. That's going to kill you in week 14. And then in week 13 next week, you're going to be missing Deontay Foreman and obviously Rondale Moore being out. But DJ Moore is on by as well. So you won't be, you, you're going to have to find some waiver wire guys to start. Yeah. I'm going to need to get real lucky on the waivers. But as far as I'm concerned, my season's over. Um, that's the way I'm looking at it. And, you know, it was, uh, it's only right that I've been, you know, talking up Avon's team all year. And then he comes out and just has a, he has a pretty good week. I mean, he was carried by Burrow Higgins and, and the commander's defense. And the, the roughest part was the commander's defense had that touchdown like early on. I think it was like halfway through the first quarter. And I didn't realize that Avon was starting Washington and they scored it. And I'm like, man, I'm really hope, like, I really hope I'm not going up against them 
this week and then like in any league. And then of course I look at this one and they, he's got 21 points there and Houston couldn't do anything. So they couldn't even, you know, they couldn't take chunks out of it. Cause even if you go up 21, you can still hammer at it. If you keep scoring, hammer at it, keep scoring. And that just never happened. And then Burrow and Higgins, I mean, Burrow wasn't even really going to Higgins in the beginning. And then everybody was like Burrow every single time he was because Mixon got hurt. Burrow was just throwing the ball. I, they just stopped running <laughs> after a certain point. And it was like, oh, yeah, once once that happened and Higgins didn't even have a good point total to like the second half. But once once Mixon got hurt and they were just throwing the ball, I was like, oh, man, it's a it's a wrap. Because at the same time, Justin Jefferson and the Vikings were getting locked down by Dallas. And it was like, well, see you later, guys. Nice knowing you. Yeah, I think it's good to see that Mark Andrews and Chris Olave had a good week, though. They could be helpful down the stretch. But yeah, I think. Your team may be in the too little, too late category, although your point scored is still up there. So you have the tiebreaker almost every over almost everyone in the league. Yeah, um, but I think I think the 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 80s, high 80s, low 90s is going to be where my team kind of tops out at floats. for the rest of the year. But, you know, we'll see still that I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving up by any means, but just being realistic. Um, as for the last matchup, we got McGino and Dante, which was a a hell of a slugfest. Um, you almost came back at the end, as you alluded to earlier, but McGino putting up 137 on the week to your 130. That was a fun one, and you know, got real interesting at the end. But McGino was able to pull it out. Yeah, you know, uh, the difference in this game, I think, was um, was going to be the touchdowns for San Francisco. I know Debo got his one touchdown and that was really nice, but there was just so many opportunities for touchdowns in this game. And, you know, two went to Kittle and two went to Ayuk. Ayuk, I believe had two catches for 20 yards and two touchdowns. So if those go to Debo, I'm going to win the week. If not, but again, I said, Lamar Jackson, let me down. I'm going to hope that in the future he can help me. He just has no receiving help. So I'm worried about that big time. Um, You know, Carolina, Carolina, you know, they have a pretty good defense. We'll see what happens in the future. But I have, uh, I actually, I think this week renewed my energy for fantasy because putting up 130 uh, for the first time in a little bit feels like I made the right trades at the right time. Najee Harris for Allen Robinson feels like it was a big trade for me to get that next RB up. And I'll have Travis Etienne and, and Rashad White for the, for the remainder of the season. Yeah, those are solid. Um, I will caution that putting up 130, be careful of the dud next week because that is exactly what happened to me. But your running yeah. backs are in far better position than I am. Yeah, I think I think my biggest thing is that I, I think one more win and I'll be in. So I got three weeks to get a win. I'm hoping that's the case at least. And if I can put up 100, I think I have the points tiebreaker. So Yeah, this next week is going to really separate a lot because we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six teams at either six and five or five and six. We have three at six and five and three and five and six. So this next week, and look at Jordan sitting there in five and six. I mean, self-proclaimed Saka winner four weeks ago, five weeks ago, and he's right there in the playoff mix. All right, I say we jump right into these power rankings. Let's do it. Power rankings. All right. Lots of losses for the top guys this week, but we're going to start off at the bottom with Justin, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, you know, just 
really, really banged up season. Feels pretty bad. Didn't have a lot of his guys perform. And then at number 11, we have Christian, even though he got the big dub. The points differential tiebreaker is what's scaring me for his hopes of getting in the playoffs. Yeah, complete. Uh, that's exactly what uh, what I was thinking with Christian's team as well in terms of the points. At number 10, we have Dan. Um, put up a huge point total this week. Can he keep it going? He's there at 10. And then at number nine is the resurgent Jordan Ramsey. It ain't my ear, Sacco winner. Like I just said, five and six. Point total on the season is pretty lackluster comparative to the teams around him. So he's really got to, he's got to just keep winning, you know, goes without saying. He's got to keep winning big. And that's why we have him at nine, uh, eight. I have you, um, I actually have you at seven. You had yourself at eight, but you're eight overall. Uh, you know, just a couple of bad breaks the last few weeks. Like I said, you're on the outside looking in, but with that high point total, I think you could sneak into that seventh spot and in the playoffs, who knows? And then seven, we had Yvonne. Again, a lot to be wanted from his team. He had a big week this week, but I'm not ready to to announce him in the playoffs with 1204 points on the season, third lowest in the league. If anybody catches him, he falls back pretty far. Yeah. Number uh what are we at? Number six, we got Jesse still putting up solid, solid points, you know, getting chubbed for cup. The week before, before Cup goes down, I mean that was that was massive. But you know his team's going to live and die by Mahomes and Kelsey, so that's that's the way his his, his whole season's going to go. And we'll see how well they're able to do. Are they going to be able to keep it up? And then at number five, we have the co-host himself, Baby Dick Bambi. Um, yeah, you had a solid you know solid output last week. You're looking to do the exact same. You probably have the roster that you would be starting um, the playoffs with right now um as your starters and you know your team took another injury hit with wandale going route going out um my dynasty team took a hit with wandale going out i've been waiting for him to put up a game like that and then you know of course he tears his acl on the metlife turf which if anybody out there that can do anything about this is listening please get rid of turf just do just put grass in man i don't even care if it's grass from the azteca in mexico city just put grass in um, yeah. And you're, you're in a good position yourself. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I should publicly announce my team and maybe that'll counter some of this luck, but I have hurt a lot of people. I think Debo is going to get hurt next. I don't want to put it out there, but he's on my team. So it doesn't even matter. But if you're on my fantasy team in North beach, you're going to get hurt. I've lost, I think 10 total guys this year. I want so, you to know that if you, if Debo gets hurt, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. Like I, 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 I will fly not, Mar- back myself. Mar, he's on my team. I can't do anything. Drop him. I don't want him to. Drop he's him. been great. He's shouldn't been have, great. Shouldn't have traded for him. Why do you think I did? No. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, number four, we have the one and only Alex Sikorsky. Uh, Big week for Alex. You know that we went over Kurt. You got to get him when you get him. And he did a good job in making sure that his team was in the right position to win. Got lucky a little bit, but. That's a part of fantasy. So he's at number four and number three, we have McGino big week this week. His team is looking prime for the playoffs. The win this week, put him solely in fourth place with a pretty high point differential. So he'll be able to squeak into uh, the upper echelon of the league and hopefully make the playoffs. Yeah. And at number two, we have Kurt himself, um, you know, falling back towards the pack. 
I know last the week before wasn't uh, indicative of his total output because he would have won easily. Um, he forgot to set his lineup, and then this week he puts up you know uh, pretty lackluster point total. But I still think that there are big things ahead for his roster coming playoff time. I think they're just gonna you know for now they're just battling it out for that first round buy. Um, and then at number one, we have Dong, who's now put up two weeks in a row of very lackluster performances. Um, he shouldn't have beat Kurt last week if Kurt would have set his lineup. And then this week he puts up another dud. I think you said it was the second lowest point total on the week only to me. Um, yeah, I think, you know, they're kind of falling back towards the pack. And I, I, I really hope, you know, people don't. I mean, Alex is one game back from him. So there, there's a couple people right there, man. But for now, those are our power rankings. And now we're going to bring on the champion of last year's North Beach Fantasy 415 League. He's been waiting to get on. He finally has school canceled for Thanksgiving. And here he is, the one and only Daniel Loftus. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. Dan, I've been I've been waiting for this. I've I've been waiting for this for multiple weeks now. You know, I've been waiting as well. Uh, I'm sorry my schedule hasn't really worked out very well, but I'm glad we were able to find a week to get me in here. Schools for fools. That's all I'm yes. gonna say. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Got, gotta ha- gotta have the champ on the pod at least once. So, you know. Happy you could make it. And yeah, looking... you know, I had to come and uh, set the record straight after the disrespect you guys threw at me last week. <laughs> so, you know, uh, highest, highest scoring player of the week this week, and uh, apparently I have no chance, according to you guys. Oh, so we'll see. We, one, one game out of the playoffs, but no chance. Can't wait till we uh, – can't wait till you hear back <laughs> the beginning of this episode. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you talked hella shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just Dante. All right. Well, with that, let's jump into the starts of the week. The Intelligent Ones Starts of the Week. All right. I'm going to kick us off with a quarterback. I'm going with the one and only Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. They're playing Arizona. You just saw Jimmy G have four touchdowns. That should be enough to let you know. But just in case you didn't, Arizona is 26 against quarterbacks in fantasy. And I just look for Justin Herbert with a couple of weapons back to keep rolling, having a really good push towards the playoffs because they're still not out of it. Yeah, I love it. Um, My quarterback start of the week. I think I'm just going to give myself some good juju on this one. I'm going to go Geno Smith. Uh, They're going to be going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. And they are just an out. I know they won this past week, but they were playing an equal, equal amount of dumpster fire team. Like I think the Broncos and the Raiders are pretty much on the same tier of dumpster fire. Um, and I think that the Seattle Seahawks are significantly better as an overall team. And Geno Smith has been playing very well this season. And I think he's I coming off the bye. I think he's going to continue to do that against the Raiders. Yeah. That's a juicy matchup. DK should be healthy too. So yeah. I fingers crossed. Full speed. Um, I am going with Joe Burrow and this one kind of hurts because I'm going up against him. But, you know, uh, Dante took Herbert, and that was going to be mine. So I'm going with uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, coming off a monster game against Pittsburgh, you know, 350 yards, four touchdowns. Um, looked just like 
he has in the past. You know, he's had a little bit of an up and down season, uh, but you know how capable he is of those blow up games. Uh, he's going up against Tennessee, who's twenty seventh against quarterbacks. Uh, Tennessee's kind of one of those weird teams where it's like they're pretty good, but then they don't look very good at the same time. I don't know. Uh, Mahomes went off against them in his game, even though he only had one touchdown. He threw for like 450 yards. Um, I don't know if Chase is going to be back this week or not, kind of up in the air. Uh, but even if he's not, you know, they got plenty of weapons. Uh, Mixon might be out, but that could just mean that they end up throwing more. Um, and he's still got Higgins. And uh, the guy was you know, red hot down the stretch last year. Um, if he keeps up what he was doing last week, it's uh, going to be difficult for me going up against Devon and Burrow and Higgins. Jesus. You know, yeah. you, you guys are, um, yeah. And I just took it full frontal, both cheeks from Yvonne last week. So <laughs> get ready. Um, but to go back, you guys both liked Herbert or you guys both like Herbert and I have Herbert and I've been playing Geno Smith over Herbert more this season. Mm-hmm. Does, does not having Mike Williams and potentially Gerald Everett affect your affect that decision? I mean, I know he's got Keenan back, but so so I think having Keenan back in a plus matchup against Arizona, you know, you you are one to speak about how good Jimmy G is at quarterback. So Please I know stop. he has all the don't, weapons in the world. But don't you? If you don't, and my, Mike Williams you... may play. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's, no, he's, he's no. re-aggravated his ankle injury. He, I don't, Mike, but uh, Brandon Saley playing. said it wasn't super serious. So no, no, yeah, Mike, but that guy. He's not injury playing. History. He's not playing. Regardless, I think having Keenan Allen back and he was okay last week, and I think he'll bounce back even more against a really, really bad Arizona team that's in shambles. But is there any fear that they could just run the ball consistent, like just all the time? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's but... interesting that you have both Geno Smith and um, Justin Herbert, and that Geno Smith is your pick, and me and Dante are both going to go with Herbs. Uh, for me, it's more about the matchup. And like Dante right. said, we saw what Jimmy just did to them. Um, and more importantly, we saw how just pathetically like lifeless and defeated Arizona's defense looked. Um, the way that they were, you know, just not going into tackles, letting Kittle just waltz into the end zone because the guy didn't want to get hit by him and stuff. Like Keenan Allen's back. Josh Palmer's been playing great. So I don't know that, like, while it certainly helps to have Mike Williams out there, I don't know that he's lacking weapons right now. Totally. Um, I, I didn't see that Everett was going to be out or potentially out, but I just – you know, it's Justin Herbert. He hasn't had a great season. I understand why you're playing Geno Smith over him, but it wouldn't surprise me if he has a big, you know, bounce back game. Looks like vintage Herbert and stuff. You know, I I, I was just thinking you were talking about the lack of effort from the Cardinals defense. If uh, I believe it was the Debo run, no, it was the Kittle run, and I believe mm-hmm. their safety Hamilton just kind of like he just doesn't even try. He just he's yeah. right there. He can make the play. He, he doesn't great even try. angle for him at the five. If and he decided I, to step aside. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I or whoever the defensive coordinator, I believe it's Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. Yeah. Um, if I am that one of those coaches, I am benching him. And yeah. I don't I don't give a shit who I don't give a shit how bad the safety is behind Hamilton. I am playing somebody else because yeah, I don't care. I you have to. There's no way you can just let a defense. And you know maybe they were tired, but that that that's that, that was just awful effort. And that is mm-hmm. not that is not indicative of a well coached football team. No, not no. at all. And you yeah. feel bad for Buda Baker out there because that guy gives his all every single play. 
And I think he came out and he said something after the game that, you know, not all the players on their team were trying on defense. And, you know, that's that's got to be talking about Hamilton and potentially a couple other guys. But you just – you can't allow that stuff to, to go unpunished, like all, you're saying. I, I agree with the benching. All I know is that I – you know, I think most people loved Buda Baker from just the last couple seasons that we've seen him play, and we get to see him twice a year because they go up against the Niners twice a year. Um, and I love him. I don't know if I've ever loved a defensive opponent of like a division rival of another team like this before, but I genuinely like really enjoy watching him play football and watching the couple episodes of hard knocks that have been so far of the in season hard knocks. I love him even more. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm curious to see because Dan, at the beginning of all that, you said matchup and the Raiders are the best matchup for quarterbacks. So, well, I, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. Are they dead last? They are dead last. They are no, thirty-one. I mean, yeah. but last, last, but last That's four weeks, last four weeks, the Raiders have only given up just under seventeen points to opposing quarterbacks. Well, let's go with the last three because one of those was Russell Wilson, and uh, <laughs> well, we know how he's been. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of the Raiders, my running back start of the week, I'm going with Josh Jacobs. Uh, dude's been pretty, pretty good recently. But what really gets me excited about Josh Jacobs is that since Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller went down, he's been getting more targets. Uh, he had four this week and eight last week. And I think he's just going to continue to soak up those targets in a PPR league. And he's great on the ground, you know, so he, he has a high upside and, you know, anytime he gets a touchdown, he didn't even have a touchdown last week and he had 19 points. So if he gets that touchdown, which I think he will in a competitive game with Seattle, who's 25th against the run. I think uh, I think he'll have a great week. I think whoever lands him in the offseason, I think that's going to be one of the better moves of the offseason for any team to land a starting caliber running back like that. And I've learned to still... never pay starting caliber running backs after. Yeah, the that's the tricky thing. <laughs> yeah, but he's only 25. You know, he's still got like two, three, like really good years. He's not so that young for a running back, though. So was Ezekiel <sighs> Elliott. Who not was old, at but... the top of his game. Zeke was the leading rusher when they, the next year they signed him. I mean, look, you guys are right. Would I throw like a shit ton of money at him? No, but whatever team ends up getting him, I think that it's going to be more positive than negative. Like if you can keep it at like maybe like a three-year deal at like what 11 million 30, i feel like yeah i think i think that'll be fine for for what he'll be able to give um but as for my running back start of the week dante laughed at me earlier not entirely sure why because the guy just likes to make fun of me derrick henry <laughs> derrick henry maybe it was because he's going up against your cincinnati bagels defense which has been giving up 30 points to opposing running backs in the last four weeks this game is in tennessee it's probably going to be cold uh, it's going to be a run heavy game for Tennessee. I think that, I mean, they, that is how they, they establish the run. They, they set the tempo and they tell you this. Is, I mean, you don't even know. They don't even have to tell you. You just know this is what they're going to do. They're going to give the ball to Henry. And I think that they're going to want to do that. They're going to want to give it to Henry even more because not only because this is a great option, but because they want to control the clock. The less Burrow is on the field to throw the ball around, the better it is for the Tennessee Titans. I was uh, I was laughing at you because you've taken Derrick Henry as your start of the week twice, and I want to say he's put up twenty five and thirty five in those two, and those are your best starts of the week on the year over the projection. <laughs> so that's why I was laughing because you've taken the. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a scapegoat, right? Because he's the number of two course. running back on the year, and he's absolutely insane in plus matchups, and you've taken him in almost every plus matchup. So that's why I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing. No, like, I know. 
Oh, here we go. He's got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going for 40. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at, it. you know, like Cleveland, I like I'm not going to go Tampa Bay because I don't really I, I, I haven't seen enough of white to believe that he can be the start of the week. Fournette's still going to get sprinkled in there somewhere. Uh, is Kenneth Walker going to be it? I mean, probably. But like and I, Raiders. Yeah. yeah. And I would I, go. I, my, I what about your what about Walker. your theory? Oh, man, I, look, they screwed me last week. Well, number one, Christian screwed me last week because I wanted to take Brian Robinson, but he, he, you know, I work for a living. So uh, he's got all this free time in his. It in worked the, out. Brian Robinson had a worse game than. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. But I would have went Brian Robinson. The whole committee up against the Texans defense isn't fair because it's they're both going to get points. They're both going to, you know, do really well. And it would it's going to be the same thing for Miami this week. I think Jeff, I, if I had to choose, I would go Jeff Wilson because I feel like they're just going to feed him and he's just going to destroy. But I could see Mostert breaking off like, you know, a couple big, big runs. I, I, I pray exactly it's the one Yvonne that. doesn't start. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what, Yvonne? If you're listening, I'd start, start both. both. I, think, up, I think both are going to be legit. Pull a McGino. This is going to be, although the only scary part is I don't think Texans have any firepower to answer. But you did see that the, the, Dolphins went up like 30 on the Browns and just didn't let off the gas for quite a while. So. Yes, please bench Jonathan Taylor for one of them. <laughs> no, 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 flex Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Dirt All right, Danny, uh, who's your uh, okay, running back? Mine, um, you know, I was trying to find somebody that wasn't like such a shoe-in. Uh, this guy's still, I mean, he's number nine on the season, but Ramondre Stevenson uh, going up against Minnesota in their 23rd ranked uh, defense versus the run. Not the worst team in the world, you know, not the juiciest of matchups. But if you paid any attention last week, they also gave up 54 points to Zeke and Tony Pollard um, in what was just a bloodbath of a game. Um, So congrats to you on that one, Dante. Uh, But the other thing with Stevenson is, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Who's the other back? Uh, Damian Harris there came back and had a pretty good game last week. But... He still only handles the uh, groundwork. And Stevenson, I think, still had like 17 carries last week. He wasn't very efficient. But the big thing about him this year um, is the targets. And I think the last four weeks, he's averaging like seven targets a game or whatever. Uh, you know, Mac Jones isn't exactly the most vertically threatening uh, passer on the field. He likes to check it down. Bill Belichick's always used the pass catching running backs. And he gets goal line work. You know, he's he's one of those rare big-bodied running backs that uh, catches the ball a lot on the backfield. And that can just be very, very juicy. Um, so, yeah, I like Stevenson this week. I, I yeah, love that. Totally. Completely agree. My uh, wide receiver start of the week is Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baltimore is 18th against the pass and schedule-adjusted fantasy points. And I know that's not super high, but I really think that this is a, a get right week for Jacksonville against a Baltimore team that's been struggling on offense and they're going to want to pour it on. Uh, Doug Peterson, I think, is a really good coach. And I think good coaches are good after the bye. I think you're going to see a pretty good game. And I'm hoping that it leads to some points for Lamar Jackson as well. And Christian Kirk getting ahead and Lamar Jackson has to actually do something in a game that's not three to three for three and a half quarters. You know, before before I jump into my wide receiver start of the week, I guess I just have to ask, you know, Baltimore just held held the Carolina Panthers to three points. Um, so I guess my question I want to ask is, do you think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? I think if Trevor Lawrence got shot in all four <laughs> of his appendages, <laughs> like Brian Robinson, 
Too soon, bro. Too soon. He would still sorry, like takeoff. He would still oh, be God. a better <laughs> quarterback. Oh god. Baker Mayfield. I have never been a believer in Baker Mayfield. Ask Gino Ragusa about that one. He thought he was going to Carolina and have a great season. Gino, Baker is a backup at best. You know, we've been trying to yeah, get I Gino. Mean, We've been trying Sorry, to get Gino on the pod here, but he's—he's. He's, I don't know if he's in the Cayman Islands in a tax evasion lawsuit or something. I don't know. He's—he's—he's he's, he's one of the co-owners is just off, off the coast of San Diego or something. <laughs> he's, he's the silent investor. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so my wide receiver start of the week. Um, I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the Sun God himself, uh, going up against Buffalo. He's uh, 22nd against wide receivers. Uh, Buffalo's got a great defense, but it kind of helps that they also have a really great offense and they tend to be in blowouts. So the opposing team has to throw a lot. And I expect that'll be the case uh, going up against Detroit and their terrible defense. Um, You know, it's going to be a national game on Thanksgiving and everything. Probably get out to an early lead Buffalo, that is. Uh, And when that happens, you know, Jared Goff doesn't have many people to throw to other than Amaral St. Brown. Uh, he has DeAndre Swift, but apparently they don't like to use him, um, so I won't go there. But, yeah, uh, you know, Amon Ra is a, a target monster. He's getting, like, 10 targets a game or something in the last few weeks. Um, and I think he's currently on Kurt's bench right now. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research looking at the rankings and whatnot, and I saw he was on the bench, uh, which I guess makes sense when your team is as good as Kurt's. But, yeah, I think he's a pretty good start this week. Uh, should have a lot of garbage time work and stuff. Yeah, putting Amon Ra on your bench must be a nice luxury to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for as for my wide receiver start of the week, I'm going to go with T. Higgins. I think he's going to piggyback off what he did last week. Um, I don't believe Chase is going to come back this week. I think you know, give it at least another week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the dude just came off crutches, and then he's you know he hasn't practiced in what a month, a little over a month. I don't think he's going to play at all. And they're I Cincinnati's going to want to throw the ball, especially if Mixon is out. So I think T-, T. Higgins is going to be the main beneficiary of that. Against yeah, and Chase a, could be a decoy anyways if he is out there. Yeah, uh, I, but I don't even think you risk it. I think Cincinnati's going for the playoffs. They're most likely going to make it, save him, you know, don't, yeah, don't, don't let him get injured. And Tennessee has been not that good against wide receivers. Last four weeks, they're giving up 36 points on the season. They're giving 40 up to the wide receiver group as a whole. And I think that is where they're going to get exposed. It just depends on whether or not the Titans can hold the ball with Derrick Henry, my other start of the week. Yeah, I, I like that pick. Uh, for tight end, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns, David Njoku. Last week of Mr. Uh, Jacoby Brisket at quarterback, um, Mr. Masseuse himself comes back next week. So I think that David Njoku is going to get a lot of targets this week because Jacoby loves to target the tight end. And Tampa Bay is, you know, middle of the pack against them. But I think more so Tampa Bay is great against the run. And I think that's going to limit both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb this week, which means they're going to have to go against other, go to other weapons on their team. So I think every, every pass catcher is going to have the opportunity and I'm hoping David Njoku capitalizes. Yeah, as for my tight end start of the week, I'm going to go Mark Andrews. Jacksonville's been giving up 15 points to the tight end the last four weeks, and 
They've also been giving up a lot of points to the wide receiver. And I know that that, you know, I don't think that would normally play here, but because the Ravens don't necessarily have a wide receiver, Mark Mark Andrews is like their wide receiver one slash tight end one. I think it's just going to benefit him more. Um, I think, I think you saw that he's, uh, you know, pretty healthy. I mean, he had, he had a decent showing last week. I think he had like 12.6 or something around there. Um, yeah, that's one another one that I just need to put it out there into the universe and hope he goes yeah, off for like manifest 30. yourself some points, dude. I I need all the points I can get. And also, I Dan, I don't actually, I I didn't, I can't remember who you're gonna go. But before we even jump into that, is it who's starting? If Everett doesn't start for the Chargers, who's starting for them? Is it McKitty? Parham. I would guess is, so because yeah. Parham's on IR. Is he? Be- okay. So yeah, I think Trey McKitty. Because the Cardinals have given up 22 points to the tight end position. Yeah, they were last going into the week, and then Kittle went off against and, them. So. And if it wasn't for Kel, And you know what? I don't even think we should consider Kelsey a tight end anymore. He's he's, he's a wide receiver. He's putting up wide receiver numbers. Like, he's just blowing up every single tight end number. So I'm personally not considering him a wide receiver. If ESPN wanted to change his position, please, by all means, go for it. Yeah. Anyway, um, Dan, what's yours? Okay. Um, I am going with TJ Hawkinson uh, for the start of the week. Um, Hawkinson has been really good the last few weeks. Um, he's getting, I think he had, yeah, he's had nine, 10, and then nine targets over his last three games. I don't know if those are all with Minnesota or if one of them was still in Detroit. Can't remember how long he's been there for. Um, but New England is 24th against tight ends, which is pretty solid to begin with. And we know that Bill Belichick kind of bases his defense around taking away your number one option which is obviously Justin Jefferson. Um, and I think that could open some things up for Hawkinson in the passing game. Um, so, yeah, I hope I'm wrong or that Yvonne keeps him on his bench because um, I don't like the amount of favorable matchups that Yvonne has going against me right now. But, yeah, I think Hawkinson could have a good week. Incoming 140-point week for Yvonne in three, yeah, two, it, you know, it, one. It, it makes sense. Yep. Uh, going up against you, of course it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, those okay. are our starts of the week. Yeah, let's jump right into guess that fantasy player. Let's do Mar, it. Mar, you want to start us off? Come on, baby. All right, my guess my player is going to be a quarterback. So think along those lines. First hint, I only had one season where my team had a winning record when I was a full-time quarterback starter. And in that season, I was the quarterback 14 with 25 total touchdowns and 3,200 passing yards. Oh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Incorrect. Matt Stafford. Incorrect. Damn. Thought I had a uh, 500 record. Remember, I only had one season where my team had a winning record when I was a full-time starter. Actually, yeah, that's I, I can understand why you went Stafford yeah, on that one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking there. All right, hint uh, two. I only played in the NFL for six seasons. Oh, is he no longer in the NFL? That's, so uh, he was the same season. He was a quarterback 14, and he only played in the NFL for six seasons. Mark Sanchez. Incorrect. No, because they went to back-to-back AFC championships, I think. Look at the knowledge. Um, He's your cousin, Dante. I think so. He played six years. He only had one season I, as a 500 quarterback. I don't have a quarterback that was my cousin. There he is. What? He's Peyton. Not going to go there. Now it's only playing Zog. Um. <laughs> All right. Third clue. 
I've played in a Super Bowl, which I lost. <laughs> I instantly thought of Jared Goff, but he's yeah, multiple playing. seasons of five hundred though. So only had one season with a winning record. In that season, he was quarterback 14 with 25 total touchdowns and only 3,200 passing yards. He only played in six seasons, and in one of those seasons, he made it to a Super Bowl, which he lost. I know the Niners were bad with Colin Kaepernick, but they they had back-to-back years of over 500 for sure, right? Well, and then the other thing with him is he's been in the league for more than six years, so and he hasn't been starting for six years. Any guesses? He was only in the league for six years, or only started for six years. My hint is he played in the NFL for six seasons. Oh, so he only played for six seasons. So, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, give me a second. Let me think about this one. Um, who lost a- the six total seasons is throwing me off. I don't know anyone yeah. that played six seasons only. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys it's Colin Kaepernick. God, I was, was thinking about that, but yeah. they, uh, I thought he had more than one 500 season. The the season after, so they went 12 and four when they made it to the Super Bowl, and the season after they went eight and eight. How about Dante recommending Colin Kaepernick and Danny absolutely shutting me down? <laughs> and I go, you know what? He's a bigger Niner fan than I am by a long. Oh, time. I thought you he said Jimmy knows- G. When you were talking about the Niners. What? Oh, they no, I, yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking, and no, I just thought you were talking about Jimmy right now because he lost the Super Bowl. But the six seasons threw me off on that one. I didn't I didn't know you said Kaepernick. Danny, the Niners have been, <laughs> what? Jimmy G has the best record of all time with the Niners. Yeah, I know, but he's got all like the, the half seasons and stuff and the injuries and whatnot. He had the 2019 season, which was amazing. But then 2020 was a mess last oh, year. I guess didn't. I didn't even play yeah. at all. All right. Anyway, right. Colin next? Kaepernick. And the six D, years. D recommended it. Didn't get it. Sick. Didn't get it. Well, <laughs> I'm glad I made you lose. <laughs> um, get him, Dan. Go, go for it, Dan. Why don't you give us your next guy? Um, okay. My player is a wide receiver. Um, he has a top 10 finish and a top 20 finish um, in fantasy football. Uh, I'm guessing that's not enough to really go off of, so I'll go out and give you my uh, second hint. He was a third-round pick in 2017 for the NFC North. Remind me, NFC North. NFC North. Detroit, Green Bay, Chicago, and Minnesota. He has one top 10 finish and one top 20 finish. And he was a third-round pick in 2017. Yes. Adam Thielen was undrafted. And he's finished top yeah, 10. Yeah, he, he had multiple 20. seasons at top 10 top at 10. least. Top yeah, 20 yeah. at least, multiple. And then you got the Bears. Was there anybody on the Bears? Not really, right? Not in 2017. How old How old's Lazard? Has Lazard been there since 2017? No, he's in his third or fourth year. I think it's third year. There was Cobb. Is he still that young, Lazard? I don't know if he's that young. I think it's just his third or fourth year, but I think he might be older. I'm going to go Laquan Treadwell. Just oh, a total good. shot in the dark. I'll go, I'll go with... Um, I'll go Golden Tate. Oh, incorrect. I believe he is older than that. Yeah, I thought so. But, you know, just one of those guys that had a big boom year. Um, okay, so for the third and final uh, hint... 
He was a fourth round pick in the Ming Dynasty startup draft. Fourth round. Pick. How about that? Twenty seven. I don't. I'm trying to think. Twenty seventeen. So you'd be in five years. So you'd probably be around your mid twenties. Is he still, top? Is he still on that team? I guess that would be too much of a hint. Is he on the team? Is he still playing? He is still playing. Okay. Vikings, they haven't have, – who, who do they have? No, I mean, but who did they have before Jefferson? They had Thielen, and they had to have another receiver. Yeah, they had a few guys. They had Diggs. Oh, yeah, not him. And then you got the Packers. Who have the Packers had besides Jordy Nelson, Devontae they've only, Adams? They've only taken a few guys. That Randall high. Cobb. Maybe. And then who's the Lions? Valus Jones is a rookie, but he might be the same age as this guy. What about the Bears? Who do the, who were the Bears receivers before Mooney? I can't even think who the Bears receivers were before him. Oh, what's his name? Um, um, Alshon Jeffrey. No, he was he dominant. Will? No, he was dominant too. He is He's older. also he retired. Dominant. Yeah, but I felt like his his star, you know, shown. Like quit. He was on the Eagles for a bit. I think that was like his last like hurrah. Alan Lazard was 2018 rookie year, so he's been right. like this is a fifth year. Yeah, um, I, I I'll no go. Idea. I'll take a. Oh man, I I want to say it's a Detroit receiver. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Who is it, Dan? God, you guys are so close. Kenny Galladay. That's yeah. it. The one and all. You guys kept mentioning the Lions. Oh, Nobody no. thought about it. I, I thought of Golden Tate. He was a but fourth then... round pick in the startup draft for Ming. That was amazing. Him? He was dropped the year after by Justin. Oof. And then I spent all my fab picking him up, which didn't work <laughs> for me either. Oh, we've, had, we've had many a conversation <laughs> on Kenny G. All right. My player is a running back, and his average draft position this year was 80th overall. And running back thirty-one. So who was you a late running year? back this year? This year. So Eight. guys drafted around him. I'm going to give you a couple of guys: Damian Harris and Cordero Patterson were drafted right around this guy. So obvi- he's obviously not one of those two. I'm going to go Sony Michelle. Okay. Dan. I'm going to go Chase Edmonds. That's a good one. Ch- Two two very good guesses, both incorrect. I think Edmonds okay, is a little higher than that. So his rookie year was 2019. So this is his fourth year in the league. Since then, he has finished 28th or lower in each of his first three years in the NFL. And as it currently stands, he is a top 12 running back this year, as of this week. All right, Tony well. Ballard? Oh, yeah. Mario, your guess? I mean, is it Pollard? It is indeed Tony. Look at Dan. Yeah. Get I didn't him, know if he'd been in the league for four years yet, but I was like, oh God, he's top twelve. It's gotta be Pollard. Yeah. I was gonna I was literally gonna say, all right, Dan, let's go one through twelve. Let's do this. <laughs> I was thinking Stevenson uh, at first, but then when you uh the years in the league thing, I think he's only in his third. Yeah. So I was gonna go I was gonna I, I put because I saw last night they said that he was number one in yards per carry during the highlights. But he's actually number two in yards per carry this year. Um, do you know who's number one with at least a hundred carries? Nick you Chubb. said you said yards per carry. Yards per carry of a hundred carries. 
100 well minimum 100 carries so you can't put a guy like i think number one was aaron Rodgers because he's got two for like 35 or something right oh man that's tough it's like chubb because he's usually no, number but I, one. I feel it's like not, he doesn't have a lot a of like. Starter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like Chubb hasn't had a lot of like big runs. He's not he's named not the starter. starter. He's not named the starter. He should be the starter. It's very similar situation to Tony Pollard, I'm sure, for this fan base. Is it? It's not. No, Mostert, Wilson. What are the what are the the twosomes in the in the backfields? Hold on. Let me think about this. Hold on. Hold on. Don't say it. I, Don't say it. I, I thought it would be Damian Pierce, but it's yeah, not. no, he's he's had so many big runs that I was just like, or Kenneth Walker, same thing. Don't say it. Don't say it. Also, Don't Tony Pollard. It. Tony Pollard has only finished in the top five at RB three times this year. This was my last hint. Three times this year, he's finished in the top five, and he's finished outside of the top twenty six times or more. Like, how crazy is that? That he's the RB10 on the year, and he's had six finishes way outside the top top 20. Yeah, that's nuts. Is it... Um. Oh, my God. Who was I going to say? Brees Hall didn't get 100 carries, did he? Uh, it is not Brees Hall. I think he did. He probably it, did. He was also named starter. Is it? Is that Jamal Williams? Is it? I can't see him... Being that high in yards oh, per carry, yards no, per carry? He, no way. He doesn't have a lot of. He doesn't. Have yeah, he's not the most efficient. McKinnon. How about Khalil Herbert? That's it. Oh, he's got, got six point one yards per carry. Yeah, he had like those. Year. He had that one game. He filled in for Montgomery. He had like what nineteen rushes for a hundred and fifty yards against the Texans or something like that. He's so he much better than Montgomery, so and they just wouldn't give him run. the job. And now Montgomery's getting all the points. I don't know about well, so his efficiency much better, but he's is significantly better. better. Like he's across That's the board, he's like a yard more per carry or touch, whatever. Yeah, I you know I, it's going to be interesting to see how that dis, that dislocated shoulder really affects the whole Bears offense. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment: Can you beat the D? And now it's time for Can You Beat the D? All right, let's just jump straight into it. Dan, you're the visitor. Dante's on a little hot streak here, so you got to try to knock him off the pedestal. All right, let's see it. Question one. What is the exact number for a perfect passer rating? 158.3. Come on. Didn't even think about it. Didn't, yeah, even, that's, that's... didn't even think. I don't know. I honestly don't know if I would have gotten that if somebody would have oh, asked man. me. Really? Oh. All right, Dante. Which two teams are tied all time in wins with 786? Oh, shit. I think I heard this on one of the telecasts. I might have even been teams? yesterday. There's two, I, there's I, two I teams tied all time with 786 wins. Uh. I'll go Patriots and and Steelers. Well, considering the Patriots have been dog shit for a long time, no. Uh, it's the Packers and the Bears. It's the Bears were up by one going into the season, and then the Packers have one more win than them this season. So I do remember them saying that on a broadcast now. I wasn't yeah. going to get it. I couldn't remember. I thought the Browns were somewhere in there because they're just such an old team. But... Exactly. That's all it is. They've just been around the longest. Um, okay. So Dan's up 1-0. 
Dan, question two. Which player wasn't drafted first overall out of these four players? Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, or Baker Mayfield? Carson Wentz. That was an easy one. Jared Goff went number one. He went to high school with me. Yeah. I was trying to like kind of come up with somebody, but I like I thought the Baker Mayfield one might have thrown like a little wrench in there. I remember Baker. Yeah. All right. All right. Dante, in two thousand eight, which quarterback filled in for Tom Brady and led the Patriots to an eleven and five record? If he doesn't get this, can I steal it? Sure, you won't get the point. (laughs) Okay. Two thousand eight. Yeah, it was when he he, it was when was it Matt uh, Castle? That Matt is Castle? exactly who it was. Tom Brady got hurt against, I believe it was the Kansas City Chiefs in Foxborough. Matt Castle led them to an 11-5 and record, and they still missed the playoffs that year because I believe the Jets and the Dolphins both went 11-5 and or 12-4, and and they missed the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we tied? No. Dan's up 2-1. Dan, if you get this, you win. Let's go. Who is the last quarterback to throw seven touchdowns in a single game? Uh, Nick Foles. Final answer? Drew yes. Brees. Damn it, was it? Oh, I knew Nick Foles had one. I believe Drew Brees, Brees had a seven touchdown game? Yeah, I believe he did it more recently. With Kamara on Christmas. All right. Shit. Dante, this is for the tie. Yep. Who is the last running back to rush for six touchdowns in a game? Oh, fake. Rush? Oh, I don't know. Rush for six? I want to say it's Kamara, but I don't think he rushed for all of them. It's it's either Derek Henry. I, I'll just say Alvin Kamara. You're correct. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought his big his big one wasn't with Breeze. But, yeah, or Breeze was there, but it, that they were rushing. Yep. All right. So tiebreaker it is, dude. Can I just say I've been sitting on this tiebreaker question, and you know what? It's only right that you two are going to a tiebreaker question. <laughs> Let me put that out first. But then, second of all, I've been sitting on this tiebreaker question for like four weeks. And we just haven't gotten there because Dante's been just winning all of them. So, is this first to answer or what? No, just you shoot text me a text. Mario. You shoot oh, okay. Mario the text. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Get text messages open. Here we go. Are you boys ready for the tie breaking question? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot writing on this. Let me tell you that. <laughs> all right. Tie breaking question. Larry Fitzgerald played 17 seasons in the NFL. How many of those seasons did he play in all 16 games? So how many seasons out of 17 did Larry Fitzgerald play in all 16 games? We have... Oh, boy. You're not going to believe it. We have the same answer? No. You guys are equidistant from the correct answer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is is it 15? Dante guessed guessed 16, Dan guessed 12, and it's 14. Fuck. <laughs> All right, you got another one lined up? Uh, oh, man. Give me like one minute. Not even. That's wild. Of course. Of course you Man, I was going to go with 13, too. And I was like, that's Dante's favorite number. I don't want to send the same one. <laughs> I was going to go, but I remembered seeing a stat. You know what I forgot? It, what I was thinking of is he has more drops or he has more, more tackles, tackles than, than drops. drops. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this guy never missed a game. He, I think he, he missed one. I also, yeah. you know, he was banged up a lot towards his, the end of his career. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. But man, fifteen would have been the safe guess. All right. Wow. That's of course it's you guys doing this too. <laughs> do we just do we call it a tie? Do you have a question no, lined fuck up? Or no, what? we don't call yeah, it a tie. Fuck that. No, I got this right here. Hold on, hold on. 
I'm gonna I'm on a, I'm on crunch time. So. Okay, so I am just very I I have a career summary number right here. I need you guys to text me the answer. Closest wins, okay? The tie breaking, tie breaking question. How many? (laughs) I just, I don't get what you said. So I'm just just looking, I'm just looking at the guy's stats. Oh, okay. How many career touchdowns does Jerry Rice have? I think I just went way too high. (laughs) I I don't know what I did. Uh, Well, just first guess, Dan guessed 210. Dante guessed 122. Right. He had 197 career touchdowns. <laughs> Danny gets the dub. That was a good one. All right. Um, yeah. Great, great having you well, on, Dan. I'm going to double overtime. That was fun. That was, whew, I was sweating. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. That was fun. Um, I Appreciate look you. forward to seeing you both in the playoffs. I knew it was going to be exciting. I knew it was going to be with you on, Dan. Love I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out and say only one of the three of us is going to make the playoffs. I don't know who it is, but only one of the three of us. It ain't going to be me. So between you two. <laughs> anyway, well, Dan, thanks for coming on. That's a wrap yeah, for this week's episode. That was fun. Take care. See you boys. The intelligent ones football show. <laughs>